In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, today is nine months to the day until Christmas. It's fitting then that we pause our Lenten observances and reflect upon both the mystery and the joy of our Lord's incarnation, which begins not at his birth, but as his, at his conception in the womb of the Virgin Mary, as announced by the angel Gabriel. When the Lord promises that the Messiah was to be born of a woman, and later on when he explains that this will happen with a woman who is also a virgin, the Lord is promising more than just a man, more than just a son. The Lord promises that it will be a son, but also that it will be God himself, that this will be no ordinary man, but a man who has come to pardon the guilty, to redeem those captive to sin, death, and the devil, and to free us from our imprisonment. The Lord promises that this Son will bring with him the very kingdom of God, and will bear on himself not only God's name, but God's promise in his name. Jesus, God saves. Emmanuel, God with us. And so the angel Gabriel announces to our sister Mary that in her womb these promises are coming to their fulfillment. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And at this announcement, all of creation, and we as well, rejoices. For in these words, we have the manifestation of the Lord bringing to completion what he has promised over and over since that very first promise, your seed shall crush the head of the serpent. God has become at this announcement, man. God has become one of us. God has taken up a body to take up our sins as he takes up the cross. God has placed himself under the law to redeem us who are under the law's condemnation. God has, from this moment on, began his work of undoing what ails us most, our sin. Let us rejoice and be glad, for nothing will be impossible with God, even the destruction of death and the devil and sin. There in the womb of Mary, no bigger than a few cells, is God in the flesh. There in the womb, beginning his nine-month gestation, is the Lamb of God, preparing to take upon himself the sin of the world. There in the womb is our Redeemer, Savior, Advocate, and Brother. Let us rejoice and be glad, for nothing will be impossible with God, even his dwelling upon earth in a fleshly temple, so that we would be redeemed. Not even God having a body. God, to be our Redeemer, we should remember, must have a body. In a couple weeks, we will be in the midst of commemorating his body being hung on a tree so that we would see life. And then we will rejoice to celebrate that his body, pierced, nailed, bloodied, killed, and buried, arises victorious over the enemies of God and his people. 
And 40 days after that, we will rejoice to celebrate our Lord's ascension bodily to the right hand of the Father, in order that he would fill all things with himself. And we will remember along the way that he continues to give us this same body in the Blessed Sacrament, so that we would be kept in both body and soul to life everlasting. But it all starts this night with God taking on a body. The preacher to the Hebrews reminds us that though there were countless sacrifices throughout the ages, that these sacrifices could not take away the sins of the world, and that these sacrifices therefore were only shadows of the great once-for-all sacrifice, that we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And it seems like it should go without saying but we must constantly remind ourselves and one another that Jesus must take upon himself a body for this to happen. He must descend from his royal throne, he must humble himself in the fullness of time, and he must become like his brothers in every respect, yet without sin, so that he can be the once-for-all-time sin-bearer, and we would be for all time forgiven. Since the brothers share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, says the preacher. Since we have flesh and blood, Jesus, to redeem us, must have it too. And that starts this evening, nine months to the day before we celebrate Christmas, 13 days before we celebrate his death, 15 days before we celebrate his resurrection. Before turning our eyes to the empty tomb, or to the cross, or the garden at Gethsemane, or to the manger, we must turn our eyes to the womb. Let us rejoice and be glad, for nothing will be impossible with God. Even the infinite, eternal, omnipotent, omnipresent God, placing himself to dwell in the womb of a virgin, so that we would stand forgiven. In Jesus' name, amen. In the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword, sermons by Pastor Kilgo at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We'd like to invite you to join us for church, Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We also have Bible study at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings and at other times throughout the week. Please visit our website at redeemer-lawrence.org for more information. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.